Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Some more holiday fun for you. It's our listener Christmas stories. That's right. I asked y'all to share some of your favorite Christmas memories, funniest moments, best gift you ever got, anything that's a Christmas related. Yeah, nostalgic Christmas, vintage Christmas, whatever you got for me. Yeah. Uh, for us. And <laughs> I don't want to leave you out over there. <laughs> hey. Last year, we shared a lot of our favorite Christmas memories on the podcast. But in case you haven't listened, we thought we would share a little bit and then we'll get into the stories that have been shared with us. So before we get into it, a slight spoiler alert slash warning. If you have any kids in the car, now is the time to turn the podcast off because there could be some spoilers that we give away here and we don't want to do that. That's right. So, you know, maybe just save it for a later time when you're kid free. Yes. We made that mistake last year. We as in me. (laughs) So sorry if little Johnny or Susie. Susie... They found out something that they shouldn't have. That's my bad. All right. We've warned you. This is the last warning. You've been warned. (laughs) Beep. Beep. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Here we go. So I would like to know what your perfect Christmas Eve and Christmas Day growing up would be. It could be like a conglomeration of several different years and memories that you have. I just want to know, like, you know, we may have talked about this before, but there's new listeners. So let's just do it again. So from a weather standpoint, I always liked it when Christmas Eve started out green, and that would happen quite a few times in New York. Christmas Eve for me, I came from a split family. So Christmas Eve, I would spend with my dad and with my grandma, his mother. We'd spend that over at her house. We'd have all the family from that side over there. They'd have their sandwich trays with their little like triangle bits of sandwich and snacks everywhere. Little appetizers. Little appetizers. We'd eat all of those, everyone. Everyone would be hanging out, having a good time. Is that a big group of people? Probably 25 Okay. in total at, yeah. at its biggest. And then we'd switch over to the gift giving. My grandma would have the tiniest, like the most Charlie Brown tree you've ever seen. Aww. Two feet tall, six limbs, really <laughs> tiny. We'd open our gifts. I would always get a tin of Lifesavers from mm-hmm. my Aunt Pat. And my grandma would give me some money. It was like 10 bucks. Those are the only staples of gifts that I would get every year for 15 years. Yeah. From a weather standpoint, that's when I'd want it to switch to a light snow. Mm -hmm. Because then we'd head back to my dad's house. It would be with my dad and my stepmom, me and my sister, and we'd do Christmas on Christmas Eve. Did you ever have that experience of like when you're driving from your grandma's to your dad's that it had started snowing? Yes, but it was about 200 yards, so it wasn't that far. They were very close. Sometimes we'd even walk. Okay. That was even more magical if you were walking in the snow when it was starting to fall. And I feel like I idealize the Christmas with my dad, but I remember this one year, Heather and I, or Hedo, as she's called, actually got spoiled on the gifts that we were getting. Oh, right. We opened up the room and we saw all of the gifts, but that's how I, I picture my dad's Christmases, like tons and tons of toys. (laughs) So, you know, we'd open them Christmas Eve, we'd get tons and tons of toys. And then that night, we'd head back to my mom's house. He'd take us back. The snow would actually be falling quite a bit more heavily at that point. Yeah. So we'd get back to my mom's just in time. And that night, even though this didn't always happen, we'd get to open one gift under the tree. Mm. The tree would not be fully populated because my mom and my stepdad would be up until about 4 a.m. <laughs> wrapping gifts that didn't come from Santa. Uh-huh. 
putting them under the tree. So we'd open one gift that night. It would not be a great gift. It'd be, you know, just a basic gift that you'd be excited about. You'd go to bed. I would be looking out the window as the snow would fall more heavily. Oh, I love that. You could see it in the streetlights. Like it was starting to fall, covering the road. I'd wake up 7 a.m. Maybe. Could be 6 (laughs) a.m. You'd look. There'd be three feet of snow on the ground. Fresh. What? Fresh snow. No one stepped in it. Just a winter wonderland. I'd go downstairs and you'd see this tree. And that was the one thing, like coming from a big family, you'd have, I mean, it looked like thousands of gifts. (laughs) Gifts everywhere. It filled an entire room under this tree. But then you would have to wait until 10, 11 o'clock until my mom and my my stepdad woke up. It was so torturous waiting and waiting and waiting seeing all those gifts there all of the kids would be downstairs chomping at the bit we'd finally get them up they'd come downstairs and it would start out in an orderly fashion where one person would be santa santa would get piles of gifts for everyone or they would just go over and get them individually and give them in order Mm -hmm. eventually it would turn into utter chaos (laughs) because you're opening your gifts and you just want to open more you'd be tearing through them there was a, a mountain of wrapping paper in the middle of the floor you're completely exhausted and then the cleanup would have to start where you'd get multiple trash bags and you fill them full of wrapping paper and then you end the night with a fantastic christmas dinner after having played with your toys for a couple hours and the snow probably has kept falling you might have four feet of snow at that point would you go outside and play in it absolutely yeah absolutely oh It was amazing. Sometimes you'd go out there and you'd have to like shovel your way to the sidewalk. I remember this one year we had to shovel our way down to the neighbors and it was like five or six feet of snow above you. It was incredible. Like how did it know that it needed to snow Christmas morning? Like how did it save it all just for Christmas? Just for Christmas. It did it multiple times. I mean, I've experienced that in New York with you Mm -hmm. where I don't think it had snow or maybe it started snowing Christmas Eve night and by the morning everything was covered. It's like it knows. It's like it's Christmas time. (laughs) So for me, our Christmas Eve would start in the morning. We would always go to breakfast, like just my parents, my sister and me. Yeah. Usually like Cracker Barrel or Shoney's or something like that. Shoney's? (laughs) Shoney's big boy. (laughs) And then we'd, you know, go home and get ready for the party later that night that would be either at my aunt and uncle's house or at our house. Both were great. I always really liked it when it was at our house because we didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah, you were at home. Yeah. And to this day, like I just found out we're going to have it at my mom's house again. And I mean, while we do, you and I have to go somewhere, it's still home. Right. You know, like that house will always be home to me. The Christmas Eve party was always nice because it was my dad's side of the family, which is huge. There were like 40 to 50 people. Lots of people. The big years. Yeah. There were gift exchanges that ended up being a little wild at times. Yeah. We ended up doing away with them (laughs) because there were certain people, certain sides of the family that would get angry. Like because you would play like Dirty Santa game. Right. Oh, it was dramatic. As families do, yes. (laughs) So we did away with the gifts. One thing my family always does every year is they all sing Christmas carols in the living room by the Christmas tree. That part is magical, I'll say. Like having married into that tradition, it's such a unique thing. I like that you like that because I was always nervous that you would just think it was super cheesy. And I mean, I don't want to sing, but I'll listen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things that just, it's like, oh, it's silly, but it would also be sad 
if we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people that were a big part of that that are no longer with us. And right. so it's it's also always a little bit sad nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that we, you know, still carry it on for now. And growing up, if it wasn't at our house, I remember the drive back to our house like late at night and always looking for Santa in the sky, mm-hmm. <laughs> always hoping for snow. And it never was uh, maybe one year. It was kind of flurrying, but we never really got snow. Didn't they have like a Santa report on the radio or something? I'm like vaguely remembering that now where it's like Santa is over this section of the map right now. Yeah, like Santa's I feel like just came over Canada or something. They did it on the radio, I think. And I think that they maybe did it on the news, mm-hmm. probably local news channels. I don't yeah. know. So just like that excitement. And when we would get home, we would always, you know, get into our jammies and put out the Christmas cookies mm. and the milk for yeah. Santa. And then I would always sleep with my sister that night. And my dad would always come and read the night before Christmas to us. I feel like that's something we did when I was younger, too. And I'm probably just forgetting it. That was really very special. And I love that he always did that. And then in the morning, we'd wake up. We'd typically wake up before our parents. But we had to wait. We couldn't go into the living room because Santa didn't wrap our gifts. Like uh, we had gifts from mom and dad that were wrapped. But Santa didn't wrap our gifts, so they were just sitting out. Really? Yes. Wow. And so we were not allowed. And a lot of times they were big, you know, the bigger gifts that couldn't be wrapped kind of thing. And so our bedrooms were in the back hallway, like, so you couldn't see the living room from there. Right. Or the Christmas tree from there. And so I think we would eventually, like, we probably had to wait till a certain time. And then we would, like, knock on the bedroom, my (laughs) parents' bedroom door. Yeah. But we had to wait until they were in the living room because they wanted to see our reactions. Right. To seeing our gifts, which I get because I would be that way, too, if I was a parent. So that was always exciting when we got to go out in the morning and see our presents. And we would, you know, play Santa. And our family was so small that we would take turns opening gifts. So everybody watched, like... Yeah, you still. I would open a gift. Yeah, we still do it in our family. So, like, I would open a gift. My sister would open a gift. Mom, dad, and we would try to always even it out (laughs) so that it wasn't like somebody was finished early and then someone else still had like four gifts to open. Yeah, my mom was always very sure to remind us that she spent the same amount on everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So don't get upset. This was more in our teen years, you know. She'd be she knew we were like counting, you know. She'd be like, don't get upset because I spent the same on you. It's not the amount of gifts. It's the how much they cost, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) That's wonderful. Yeah. So then when I was younger, my grandfather was still around and we would either go to his house or he would come to our house. Mm. I had a tradition with him and my great grandmother, my mama Belle. These are on my mom's side where they would, my papa would give us a jar of pickles every year. My mama Belle would give us a canister of cheese balls every year. <laughs> also, they'd give us gifts or like a check for 20 bucks or something like yeah, that. I feel which like. was a lot of money. I know. Yeah. But it was always the tradition. Like, and we looked forward to getting those pickles and cheese balls every year. My mom actually carried it on for a pretty long time after mm-hmm. they had passed away. But that was always fun and unique. I do remember that I always preferred to stay home because I didn't want to leave all my presents. Right. They were brand new. Yeah. And my grandfather lived like half an hour away. So that just felt like forever. And one year, I remember we had to go to church on Christmas Day. No. And I was, I hated it. Yeah. Just because, and you know, of course, my parents at that time, it was like, that's the reason for the season, you know? And I was just like, I don't want to mess up. Like, this is our Christmas tradition. I was very all about the tradition of what we always did. I was like, this is not what we do on Christmas Day. 
I don't have to like put on a dress and get ready. Right. You're comfy on Christmas Day. Yeah. I I came from a a super religious family. We never went to church on Christmas Day. But, you know, it's like that only happened, I guess, probably like twice in my growing up years. And I think maybe we did it one other time. When I feel like, though, when I was a teenager, by that time, my parents were like, eh. We're just staying home. We're staying home. Yeah. But anyway, but we would always have a big meal, usually around lunchtime, which I now as an adult and knowing how hard those meals are, like my poor mom. Yeah. Did that all by herself. Wrapping gifts or not wrapping some. Yeah. And then prepping the meal too. Right. And we would have like a, you know, turkey. It was like a Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving dinner for Christmas. Right. But then after that, after we ate, we would just chill the rest of the day. You play with toys or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you got. And then we would watch movies until we went to bed, basically. Sometimes when I got older, we would go to the movies on Christmas night. Yep. Same here. But what would be, you know, ideally the perfect thing that would top it all off and it only happened one year is to have a white Christmas. Mm. But the sad thing is in the South, when you have snow, people don't go anywhere. Right. And so the year we had a white Christmas, I was an adult home from Orlando. And normally, like my sister's family at this point, my niece was around. I don't think my nephew Mm. was born yet. But they would normally come over to my parents' house and they couldn't because the roads were so bad. Oh. Because in the South, they just they don't take care of the roads. It's shut down. So. Well, listen, even in New York, if enough snow fell, people were not going anywhere. Because you have to wait for the plows to come through. Right. So, but that, I mean, it still was magical to wake up and there be snow. And I remember my dad waking me up really early because he had woken up and saw the snow oh. and he came and got me. So I could go see it. We turned the floodlights on in the yeah, back so I could see, see it fall. It. it was great. Well, thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for sharing. So some listener stories. Yes. First one from Ginny. Watching Santa come down the street on top of his sleigh, complete with reindeer, Christmas music, blasting on top of a fire truck, escorted by the police department. (laughs) Then all my cousins running down the street to follow him, getting back into grandma's house where he came by every year to celebrate my grandma's birthday, which was Christmas Eve. That's fun. Was she a celebrity? I think so. Divvying up gifts with the families and our tradition of breaking up the host cracker with each family member while wishing them a Merry Christmas. Enjoying an assortment of delicious Polish food, pierogi forever. Oh, I love a pierogi. (laughs) Admiring my grandma's huge Christmas village Uh. on top of her piano and finally seeing her wave goodbye to us from her front porch as we headed home for the night. Best memories of my childhood. We lost my grandma a few years ago, and even now, writing about these wonderful times brings tears to my eyes. Oh, I love that so much. I do too. The part where she mentions the Christmas village reminds me that eventually my family's tradition turned into this gigantic display of small houses and Christmas villages. It was very impressive. Yeah, we had one too. My dad loved it so much. Same thing with my stepdad has this huge Christmas village that's very, very well done. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. So this is from Amber. I don't remember the year, but it was when magic nursery dolls were really popular. My family opened presents on Christmas Eve night because we had to visit relatives on Christmas Day to do Christmas at their houses. My brother and I were determined to figure out who Santa was that year. I love that. (laughs) We left a plate of cookies and milk out with a letter that required a response, which I love that because I did that too with the Easter bunny. (laughs) So when my parents told us that it was time for bed, we didn't argue that year. We went right away. I have always been a notorious early riser and my brother could sleep until noon, except on Christmas. 
My brother would wake up at 4 a.m., walk through the Jack and Jill bathroom into my bedroom with a flashlight to wake me up. (laughs) And then we'd go into the living room to see what Santa left for us. We would get in so much trouble if we did that. Well, I feel like that may have been the time slot that I was up as well. Like it was way too early to be up. On this particular Christmas morning, as we made our way into the living room, my brother's flashlight swung over the magic nursery doll under the tree and I squealed. My dad's booming voice came down the hallway. It's too early. You kids go back to bed. We'll do Christmas in a few hours. (laughs) (laughs) I grabbed the doll and ran back to my room. I love that she just snagged it right up. We stared out the window at the freshly fallen snow, hoping for sunrise, completely forgetting about the note on our mission. We discussed it at length, waiting for the sun, wondering if the cookies were gone or if he filled out the note. But suddenly, we saw something in the sky. There was a red light flying high through the clouds. I mean, we were in the path for the Madison airport, but this was too high for an airplane and it wasn't flashing. My brother and I both did that thing that kids do when you don't want the other one to think you're lame and you believe in something. But I know in that moment we were both seeing Rudolph. When daylight came, we made a beeline for the note. The cookies were mostly gone with a smidge of milk left in the glass. My rational brain saw similarities to my mom's signature but I knew it was Santa. We had just seen Rudolph, hadn't we? That is so incredible. Oh, she is such a great writer. Yes. (laughs) I love it so much. That brought it back for me too, like remembering a couple times seeing that red light going through the sky and my parents being like, oh, look, there's Santa, there's Rudolph. And we're like, oh, oh, that's so amazing. I know. I'm so happy that her experience with leaving a note was a good one. Yes. Because <laughs> mine was not. Uh-oh. All right, next up. Emmy, I'll never forget my favorite gift. I unwrapped a tool belt for Christmas from my dad when I was eight. It wasn't something I asked for, but little by little, my dad showed me how to use each one of the tools, and I truly think it fueled my desire to make things ever since. Wow, that's cool. That is cool. I just like that idea of like little by little you know, him showing her how to do stuff. Yeah. And... Here's your screwdriver. Here's what you do with it. Here's your hammer. Here's how you use it. Yeah. And the fact that she's carried on making things. And yeah. Stuff, I, I like that a lot. That's awesome. Thanks, Emmy. So Candace wrote, when we got a family gift of a Sony VCR in 1988. Wow. No more renting VCRs after that. Apparently it cost $800. They were very expensive. I know. I never knew that either. We had a VCR pretty early. Same here. Probably around that time or maybe even a little earlier. And I I don't know when they came out, but I remember later finding out that they were super expensive. My dad was always like, he always liked to get all the new technology very early. (laughs) Same thing with my dad. I feel like it was like 83 or 84. Yeah. Because I was watching... The Empire Strikes Back and Star Wars on dubbed VHS pretty early. Yeah, my thought was about um, Annie, Mm. and that was 82, so I don't know, but still, very exciting. Nice. Next from Laura. We had just had a snowstorm right before Christmas. All the kids on my block got rollerblades that year. We all went outside to show them off to each other, and it was just like eight of us trying to rollerblade around in a slushy street. We thought we were so cool. LOL. That's so fun, too. I remember that, like, meeting up with the neighborhood kids later on, too. We'd call each other and be like, oh, are you home? Like, are you back from your grandparents' house or whatever? What'd you get? Yes. Always wanted to find out what you got. And then if we had anything cool that we could, like, meet up. And it depended on, you know, how cold it was and all that stuff. But 
I feel like when I got my first bike, we got together and it's just fun when you can have that moment with your neighbors and I don't know. Yeah, I had a similar experience with rollerblades because I think my mom got me a pair of like Walmart or Ames rollerblades and I was so excited to put those on and start skating around. Yeah. And then I called my friends who had like legit rollerblades and we all skated together. I love that. It reminds me too. I think I talked about this, but the year that my dad and my uncles all got remote control boats. Yes. And they... We had a pool, which obviously was closed at the time, but it had water sitting on top of it. And they all came over, which was a rarity for them to come Christmas night. But they came Christmas night because I remember it was it was dark. Mm-hmm. And they were all out there bundled up playing with their remote control boats on top of our pool cover. <laughs> <laughs> Racing their boats around. Yeah. They were like little kids, but they were oh, like in their 40s. That's it was so great. great. Thanks, Laura. Manny the Misfit said, my dad ringing the doorbell and leaving a Ninja Turtles beanbag and then coming in through the back door. (laughs) And the emoji has a little Santa. (laughs) When did you realize that it was your dad, though? (laughs) Parents were so tricky. Yes. That's fun. From at Karina's World, the smell of a real Christmas tree every morning. That's something I can't relate to because we mostly had an artificial tree my whole life. We, really? I do vaguely remember having a real tree because I remember the needles, like mm-hmm. stepping on the needles, but I don't remember the smell. I think I was pretty young. I remember it because we did have one growing up every year. And then even into adulthood for quite a few years, I'd have a real tree. It was a good smell. Very, very nostalgic. Nice. From Amber again. Another memorable Christmas, but it's short. It involves my parents absolutely cursing out my uncle on my mom's side because he bought me a Barbie kitchen. (laughs) I was four. We had driven to Texas from Wisconsin. And I don't know if you remember the Barbie kitchen, but there are a zillion parts and pieces because this is like small, you know, so your Barbie can stand there. So you know that it's small involving tiny forks and knives and spoons and plates. There were stickers that needed to be placed on everything with the exact precision I loved it. When we finally made it home to our house that had a shag carpet, I was not allowed to play with the tiny cutlery. Oh, no. Or if I did, I could only play with it in a very specific area over a wooden board (laughs) so I didn't lose any pieces. Pretty sure I still have 90% of Barbie's kitchen in Ziploc bags in a box somewhere. Gently used. Listen, Amber, that's probably worth about $400 on eBay right now. So, yeah, good job keeping that all together. Good job to your parents not letting you play with your toy. (laughs) I mean, I was imagining when I first read this, trying to find that tiny cutlery amongst a shag carpet. Yeah. Impossible. Yes. But also like the memory of putting the stickers or decals on. Oh, I was so bad at that. I always dreaded it. Like any present that I got that had stickers or decals, it was the worst part of Christmas to me trying to get those on there because inevitably I'd get it wrong. Would you not just like ask your mom to do it? No, I always try to do it myself Mm. and I always failed. Poor guy. All right. Next up, Liz Parker Orteco. The year my mom surprised me with high school musical, the concert tickets. (laughs) I was like 20 or 21 at the time. So kind of older than the average HSM fan, but oh, so excited. We had floor seats and everything. That's the best. Got to get you, get your head in the game. Got to get you, get you, get your head in the game. (laughs) That's great. That was a little beyond my time, but I understand the excitement of getting something like that. Like that's a big gift. Getting like concert tickets. I got concert tickets for my birthday one year. Yeah. Yeah. New Kids on the Block, and that blew my mind up. Nice. Next up, we have Stone Grot. 
Baby Alive, the other Black version, the noise was unsettling, which I'm assuming that they mean like the noise that came out of them when they saw it. Right. (laughs) But she was all I wanted and my parents came through. Do you not think the Baby Alive noise was unsettling? Like the baby's like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, I do think the Baby Alive made noises. So I don't know. Let us know. So next up, at McCocolette, how about the time where the Christmas tree (laughs) fell on me? Not once, but twice. Oh, that's devastating. Yeah, that's definitely memorable. And how big was this tree? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, good question. Because, you know, we have one tree that we do have two trees, but we have one tree that, you know, it wouldn't be that devastating if it fell on you. But we have another one that it would be not a good time. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. From at KDP underscore 78, 1985, seeing my first Cabbage Patch Kid under the Christmas tree. I'll never forget it. I love it. That had to be very memorable because that was right during the initial craze. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Yeah. I wish I still had mine. Next up, at Veno Bambino, sad story. I found out the truth about Santa at nine years old on Christmas Eve, right before bed. When I overheard my brother asking my mom what she was going to put in my stocking, wink, wink, devastating. I went to bed and pretended I didn't hear it, but I knew the truth. I contemplated life all night. Oh, man. I can't remember specifically when I found out Santa wasn't real, but I know there was a point. I just don't remember it exactly. I remember. And it spawned from my letter to the Easter Bunny. Oh, goodness. Because when the Easter Bunny didn't respond back to me, Uh then I started asking questions. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, wait a minute. If the Easter Bunny's not real, what about Santa? Oh, it was so devastating. Oh, my goodness. But for that to happen on Christmas Eve. That is rough. Oh. Oh. I mean, listen, you get the prize of all the gifts, but the magic's gone. Well, hopefully later in life, they found the magic again. I've found the magic again. Same here. And I still believe. I do too. All right. This is from at Gator Gal. The magic of being young and not knowing that a Barbie car you can drive exists and seeing it on Christmas. (laughs) See, that's fun too. It's like a gift that, you know, you didn't even know to ask for. Right. And then it just shows up and you're like, whoa. Right. Like a Barbie Power Wheels. Yes. Oh. Amazing. Awesome. Next up at VV24 Sully. We're Cuban. Christmas Eve, we roast a pig in the backyard. When I was eight, my dad and brother dug a hole in our backyard and cooked the pig under my wooden playset. (laughs) The pig and everything caught fire. (laughs) Smoke everywhere. Dinner was ruined. What about the playset? I I assume the playset burned up too. It was gone too. It had to have been. Wow, what a Christmas. Yes. Never forget that. (laughs) From at that blazing gal, not a fun memory this particular Christmas, but my sister got this slime making kit. And she made me eat the slime. Oh. I can still remember the taste of rubbery burnt plastic. And of course, I, and then she put a puke emoji. (laughs) So, of course, I threw up later on, which was thumbs up emoji. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny, but also, I'm sure, very traumatic. Yeah. Next up, at Bethy Marr. Favorite gift. Hamburger piano. I was three, 1987, and it was so cool. Still think about it to this day. I don't know what that is, but it sounds incredible. I'm picturing like a McDonald's level hamburger, hamburger, hamburglar piano. Yes. And I hope that's what it is slash was. Like shiny plastic. Yes. 
So good. This is from Mary Beth. When I was in fifth grade, my dad had remarried and I had a stepsister that was two years older than me. He dropped us off at the mall and gave me money to buy presents for my family, which would be for my mom, him, my two older brothers and younger sister, possibly a new stepsister, stepbrother and stepmom too. Dang. Anyways, while I'm at the mall, they had a dollar store and I feel like it was a dollar tree, but could be wrong. I don't remember how much money I was given, but I figured out that I could buy everyone gifts from the dollar store and use my leftover money to buy a gem doll. (laughs) (laughs) I think my dad realized after Christmas what I did and he was very mad at me. He made me apologize to my mom and she wasn't even upset. She said she liked the dish towels I got her. LOL. And she got the gem doll. Yes. I mean, I just look at this as Mary Beth is smart. Good job, Mary Beth. (laughs) All right. So last one from Chris. There are so many, but one of them is when it snowed where I live. It had almost been a hundred years since there was a snowfall. Wow. And having it happen on Christmas Eve was incredible. I spent the day with my kids and family and elders that have since passed on. I cherish those moments and memories. Oh, that's a great one to finish it up with. That's so special. Yeah. I mean, I understand like it hadn't been that long since it had snowed where I live, Mm -hmm. but it had never snowed on Christmas Day in my entire life. Right. And I was in my late 20s when it finally happened for me. So I understand that magical feeling. It's funny, like I took it for granted for so long, you know, like 20 years that there was snow on Christmas. So not having it for another 25 years has made me really appreciate what I had. It just is such a good feel. It is. It feels so quiet and magical when that snow is falling. Occasionally, I would like go outside and you could just, there was no sound, right? Other than the snow falling. Yeah, you can hear it. Which has a, yeah, it it has a sound. You can hear the snow like hitting the ground. Mm -hmm. It's just incredible. It is. You know, I've been home with you for Christmas in New York a few times, but only one time was it like that magical Christmas morning snow. And I remember when I walked down the stairs that morning, it looked like we were in a snow globe. Yes. It was gorgeous. And just, I'll never forget it. And we have an amazing video to go along with it. Yes. I feel like we've told this story again. Sorry for the repeater, but Pete's brother and his family live in a house that is on a Christmas tree farm. So that's where it was snowing. And we ran out that morning. It was freezing because they live right on Lake Ontario. So the winds are crazy. But we ran out in the snow and ran over to the Christmas trees. And there was just, oh, it was amazing. Incredible. (laughs) We could only stay out there for like two minutes because it was so cold. Straight back inside. We were in our pajamas. Yes. a good time yes thank you all so much for sharing your stories with us as always we hope you have a very merry christmas and just a reminder that we'll be taking a little bit of a break after the holidays but stay tuned and you can always find us on our instagram page or facebook group all that good stuff we'll be around so if you're not already following us on instagram you can find us at we don't want to grow up pod you can join our facebook group which has changed names it is now called the cozy club dash fans of we don't want to grow up we're slowly growing over there we have some great mods joanna and stephanie that are helping us out starting conversations so come over there it's a good time it is we're on tiktok at we don't want to grow up you can email us at we don't want to grow up at gmail.com if you'd like to help support the podcast and all of our other endeavors you can become a member of our patreon which you can find at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up there you can gain access to bonus episodes and soon to be extra content 
Another way you can support us is by giving us a five-star rating if you listen on Apple Podcasts and leaving us a nice review. You may listen on other platforms and maybe there's another way that you could rate us or review us there. So if there is, please do so. Those numbers do matter. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate it. Also, you could help spread the word by sharing about it with your friends and family and on your social media platforms with your followers. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.